Hi, you're listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Hey, well, good morning and welcome to week three of our series, I'm In. We're glad you guys are here today. Hey, um, I'm so thankful for this church. I'm thankful for the worship. I love these songs. I love that there is not a name that is greater. There's not another name that's worthy to be praised, and that's the name of Jesus. It is a beautiful name. It is a perfect name. It is an incredible name, and we get to celebrate that every single Sunday. But what's so cool to me about our God is that God's okay with us celebrating that Monday through Saturday and then also on Sunday. I feel like today is just a youth rally. Today is just a continuation of what God has done all week long. We don't just get to worship on Sunday morning. We get to worship God 24-7. I love the words to this song. Hey, last week I, we talked about generosity. I'm so thankful for the generosity of this house. Um, I want to let you guys know today I, I, um, a tragic fire happened in Nairobi, Kenya, and, and we have a church there that we partner with called Hope Church. Um, and we've been partnering with them for a while, but I was, I was looking at their needs and kind of what they needed to help kind of get through. There's 50 families that have basically lost everything, and uh, that was, that, that kind of, that does stink. That's, that's terrible with our church there. It's right outside of our church. Sometimes, I don't know how many of you know this, like the need's just right in front of you. I don't know if you know that. Sometimes the need is just right in front of you. So the need is right in front of our Hope Center there um, in Nairobi, Kenya. So they're, they're, taking a, they're taking a hack at trying to help these families. And so I was just kind of blown away by kind of the, some of the things that I saw that they needed. Uh, we're going to help them out. I'll tell you how we're going to help them out in just a moment. But they, they want to take care of their rent for these families for three months. $150 for three months. And I was like, wouldn't that, that, that's a nice mortgage. You know what I'm saying? $50 a week and, and uh, or $50 a month. And, and it's uh, to furnish that with a stove and a pan and a mattress and a, and a bathroom, $80. And clothing uh, for the parents and for the kids to have something to wear. And it's crazy in, in America, we have so much, so much stuff that we, that we, that we think that we have to have. And there, a, a few outfits goes a long way. And so these guys are they're trying to um, clothing for um, clothing for these kids and their school fees and their books. All that stuff was 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 gone. And uh, for a family, for for school fees and books for a whole term, it's only a hundred dollars for a whole term. And uh, food essentials for a month, seventy dollars. So roughly, that's about four hundred dollars uh, to take care of one family. And um, I kind of was watching kind of their progress, and I think they've got like ten or twenty families that they need. And so we're going to take care of ten of those. 10 of those families needs, okay? So that's roughly about $4,000. So I'm telling you that to tell you this. Sometimes we do so much around the, around the clock. And I told you guys that when we launched this church, you heard it just a moment ago, we're, we've been a, we'll be a church next Sunday. It'll be six full years. And um, how many you know if God can use me, he can use anybody and um, use our team. And God's done some incredible things. Um, but we just believe that God's called us to, to use our resources to change the world, to help the world, to serve the, to serve the world, to love the world. And so uh, we talked about generosity. We're gonna put our, we're gonna put our money uh, where our mouth is. We love the church. We love planting churches. So because of your generosity, you were able to do that. And so when you give today, just know that there's some families. There's, there's going to be 10 families um, in, in Nairobi, Kenya, who are going to have because of you. They're going to have because of you. And we do stuff all week long, and we do, some, we do a bad job sometimes. Um, we don't do it for celebration. So because we don't do it for celebration, we don't always mention all that we do, but we're continually going. But I wanted to be a church that was a 24-7 church. And so they've already had church. It's already, it's already been Sunday. It's already been Sunday morning in Nairobi, Kenya. And so we um, already had church there. And, um, and so thank you for your generosity because of you guys. We truly are 
making a difference. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 3, verse 15, it's a verse that we've been trying to memorize this month. Revelation chapter 3, verse 15, the Bible says, I know all the things that you guys do. And God is speaking to this church, and he's saying the same exact words to you and I today. The, the words are applicable to you and I. If they're applicable for you, you know, the, the, the phrase, if the shoe fits, weird. I think the words are applicable for you and I today. He goes, I know all the things that you do. God knows everything about you. He's, I'm, he's omniscient. He says this. He goes, and you guys are neither hot and you're not cold. You're neither hot and you're not cold. And here's what he says. I wish that you were one or the other. And I, I don't ever want us to be there. And a lot of you guys would say, I'm, I'm hot, bro. Like, I'm, I'm hot. I'm hot, like I'm on fire for Jesus. Like I'm doing all the things that God, like I'm giving, I'm serving, I'm in relationships. Like everything that God wants me to do, I, I'm doing that. You may, you may be hot, but I never want Jesus to say to us, hey, uh, Hope Church, you, I saw what you all did. You had a good start for year one, year two, year three, year four, year five, year six. But when you got to year seven, you got cold. Like you were hot, you were burning on fire, like you were reaching the city. And, and man, I, I'll tell you what, it, it's amazing to know um, how, how God has used this church. We don't know the impact. I, I love what Pastor Andy Stanley says. He says this, we won't know the impact that we've made till well after we've made it. I walked out of Rotary this week and a guy said, Pastor Wes, I, I need to come visit your church. I've been watching you guys online for the last few months. You don't have to go very far to hear that, to hear that in our city. Man, you guys truly are, you truly are making a difference. Another guy reached out to me. He leads a, leads a group of a men's ministry in the city. He's like, hey, man, we got to have you. Like, we, we, we really want you to come be a part of, of what God is doing. And we just, we hear so many great things about your church. And that's you guys. That's all of us. But I never want, I never want God to say to us, you guys were doing really, really good. But then you guys kind of, kind of, your, your flame kind of died out. I want us to be able to say, we've, we've used this phrase um, over this month. We, I want everyone to be able to say, God is building this church and I'm in. I don't want to be able to say we're in, our in, or us are in. I want you to say, I'm in. I know that wasn't good English, but I want you to say, I'm in. Like, God is doing something here, and I want to be in on that. We learned last week, in the last two weeks, I've been bringing this brick, and Lord knows I'm ready for it to be over with. I have to lift it with my right shoulder because my left shoulder is getting tired of, of carrying it. But uh, the foundation of this church has been built. The foundation of this church has been built. It's time for some walls. I had a guy walk out last week. He, he walked out of church on Sunday. He walked into my house on Monday night. I have a group on Monday night. He goes, hey, where do I got to go to sign up to serve? He goes, I, I, I want to be a wall of this church. And we've been using this phrase, the, the foundation and the walls. There are some of you guys, you're new to this space. You're new to this church. We need you to come partner with us. God's doing something in this church. You can be a wall of this church. You can help make a difference in the kingdom of God. You know, if, if, if God does away with this church tomorrow and God says, hey, just, I saw a fit, I got a better plan than Hope Church, when we get to heaven, you can know for sure that we've made a difference in the short amount of time we've been on this earth, we've made a difference at this city, in this city. We, you don't have to go very far to hear things, man, we heard what you guys, but the foundation is set, it's time for the walls. And I'm not talking about brick and mortar, and we, that's coming. We know that we believe that God has a, a roof for us one day. He's got some plumbing for us today. One day he has some electricity for us one day. But right now, He's just asking us to build the walls. The rest of the stuff is coming. I don't know when it's going to get here. I don't know how long it's going to take. But I know the foundation has been built. Several people have told me this, man, you guys have built a pretty good foundation here. It's time for the walls. We have a spot for you. There's a place. There's a place for you. Um, that we, We've added to the, the team. Uh, we had, a, we had our, our, Zoom, uh, our Zoom next steps. We've added some people. Here's some faces. Maybe you guys have seen some of these faces this week. I don't know if they're up there, and I can't see what you guys can see, but there's some faces from a Zoom call that we had this past week, and one of our largest ever Zoom calls for next step. People saying, hey, I want to be in. I mean, God's doing something here. I, I want to be a part of what God is doing, and I don't want to miss out. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm the type of personality where I don't want to miss out on anything, especially if it's God's size. If it's good or God's eyes, if, it, if God's doing something, I don't want to miss out 
on what he's doing. And so we want to invite you to be a part of the story with us. We learned last week that this church exists because of generous men and women who trust God with their resources. This church exists because of generous men and women who trust God with their resources. And I want to say to you today, if you've invested in this church, thank you. We're going we're gonna, to, the Bible says, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. Last week we learned the book of Proverbs, Jesus tells you and I, he says, if you will test me in this one area, Malachi says this, if you test me in this area, I will show up over and over again. Proverbs says this, if you manage your wealth well, I will, you'll, you'll have so much wealth that you won't, your barns and, your, and your, you won't have enough containers to store all that, I can, all that I can give you. I don't know about you, but I want that. I want that. I asked this question this past week on Facebook. How many of you guys want God to bless you? And a lot of people, a lot of people said, I, I want that, I want that, I want that, I want that. But you know I'm, I'm sneaky. I had a follow-up question. I haven't posted it yet. <laughs> My follow-up question is this, is how many of us want to bless God? Oh, I know we want God to bless us, but do we want to bless him? We, we should want to. The creator of the universe, the beautiful name that he is, we should want to bless him. So I um, thank you for your generosity. And Lord, I, I pray that, I, I'm, I'm praying that we would all want to be in on generosity because our life gets better when we do. I've learned this about generous people. Generous people never run out of what they have. Holding on and holding on and, and living, living closed-handed, God can't do anything if your hands are closed. You, we need to open up our hands. And we obviously know that our hands, hopefully you know this, that your hands, they're connected to your heart. A, heart, a hand that is open is connected to a heart that is, that is open. I want to change gears a little bit today, and I want to talk about the inside. Because I believe that the inside, the inside matters. Here's what I believe. I believe that who we are determines what we do. I believe that who we are determines what we do. That's basic. That's, that's common sense. Who we are, it really determines what we do. You know, the pe people said, man, the pandemic, really, it's really messed some people up. And I don't believe that. I believe the pandemic has just revealed who you are. I know a guy in our church, he's like, Pastor West, I am praying and believing that God's going to allow us to win the lottery. And he said, I, I, have, I have a good cause. So what's your cause? He goes, if we win the lottery, he goes, I can promise you we're going to build this place. We're going we're gonna to build you a church. We're going to build this place a church. He goes, so I believe it. I asked another guy last week. I said, do you play the lottery? He goes, I'm like everybody else. He goes, I play the lottery when the number is gigantous. He said, because a million dollars won't help me, but $500 million, that will help me. <laughs> Isn't that how we are sometimes? And when you hear these stories of these people who, who play the lottery and they, and they get this, a lot of you, they get the lump sum. If you're smart with your finances, you would take it over and over. You would take a, a spread out term and you would invest it. In, but they get it all and they squander it all. It's gone. Because more of whatever you get is just going to reveal, it's going to reveal who you really are. What we, what, who we are determines, it determines what we do. Your actions. Apostle Paul one of the greatest missionaries, pastors ever to live, he says this, when the inside is right, the outside is right. When the inside is right, the outside is right. See, here's what I don't want anybody to think this week, and, and you got to come to church every single Sunday, because if you come one Sunday, it would be hard for me to judge you. Some of you guys, you're, you're, you're 20, 30, 40, 50 years. It'd be, it would be bad of me to judge you on your worst year of your life. Wouldn't that be bad to judge you on your worst year of your life? Like, well, dude, I, you know, uh, that, would be, that would be bad of you. I think sometimes we, when we, we come to church, and if we don't get all the Sundays, then we, we kind of only get part of the message. We only, get part of the, we only get part of the narrative. And so when we only get part of the narrative, we make up the narrative that we want to believe. And so here's what I don't want anybody to think. That, oh, this church is all about giving, and it's all about serving. 
Well, we are because that's what Jesus came to do. Jesus came to give and Jesus said, I came to serve. So I'm inviting you in to do, I'm inviting you in on things that Jesus did. If, if you like that, this is a great place to be. If you don't like that, then this will be a terrible place to sit every single week. Now you'll get some laughs and you'll be encouraged and you'll be inspired, but we are, we are a go church. Jesus says to go. He said to go. I, don't be mad at me. But I don't want you for one moment to think I care more about your outside than I do your inside. That ain't going to help nobody. I tell our team all, the, all, all week long, wherever area you're at, I told Ryan and, and Emily, I've told this to our worship. Well, if we have a thousand kids in youth group, but your marriage falls apart, that's not a win. That's a loss. Carrie Newhoff said this, if you're killing it at work, but you're losing it at home, you're losing it at everything. And I believe that because your inside, I, your inside matters to me. Your inside matters to me because your inside matters to God. And the Apostle Paul says when the inside's right, the outside's right. It just makes sense. When your heart's transformed by the love of Jesus, generosity makes sense. Like, I'm transformed. Having joy, I meet some people, I'm like, why don't you have any joy on your face? Where, are you saved or not? And I, they, they may be saved, but I realize they, there, there needs to be some freedom in there. A little, bit of, a little bit of freedom with that salvation. Like, why don't we, we want to serve. We want to give. We want to help. Because that's just what's, because we are made in the image of God. And when it's on the inside of us, it comes on the outside of us. Joy works downtown Winter Garden. If you see Joy, she, I'm like, dude. She, I look at her and Dinah's like, no, Dinah didn't say this, but I'm sure people are thinking to be like, Wes, that's what you look like. <laughs> you look like Joy. I'm just like, I drive downtown Winter Garden looking for people. I, if I think you're looking in my direction, I don't even know you, I'm waving at you. Hope Church truck, windows down. This is too hot for windows down. Sunday morning, 9 and 10.30. You know, like, I want people to know. Uh, you, when you have the joy inside of you, it just, it just comes out of you. Here, can, we, can I read it? Can I illustrate it for you today? The Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. This is powerful. I love this verse. We could preach just, just, just this one verse and call it quits. Verse 16 says this. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. All right. Band come up. Let's pray. Let's get out of here. Really, that's really, that is the answer. We're laughing because it's true. <laughs> like, that is the, let the Holy Spirit guide your life. I don't know. Like, do, we, do I need to go any further? Absolutely. Here's what, it gets better if you do that because then you won't be doing whatever your sinful nature craves. I don't know about you, but I like doing whatever my sinful nature craves. I, I, that's my default position. The Bible said because sin entered into the world in Genesis, now every human being that's ever made it on this earth, sinful nature, love it. I'm a big fan, big fan of the sinful nature. But what I realize this is the more that I'm spirit-led, I like that a lot better than I like the sinful nature. I like, I don't know about you, but I like new better than I like old. I like new, I hate 15-year-old Wesley Beecham. Sorry for my yelling today. I'm a little bit excited about this. I'm, I'm thankful that I'm transformed. I, I, I didn't really like 15-year-old Wes Beecham. To be honest with you, I don't like 25-year-old Wes Beecham. Don't say amen. We met when we were 18, you know what I'm saying? She's like, I didn't though. I was like, I didn't like West Beach on 30 minutes ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't either sometimes. I want to be a new, I, I, here's what he says. He goes, if you do this, he goes, you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Here's the deal. The sinful nature, the apostle Paul says, it wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants to do. I don't know why. Nobody, nobody wants to do evil. Nobody, nobody wakes up and says, I just want to go out and do evil today. I mean, some people do. But a Christian should not wake up and say, I just want to go out and do evil today. I want to go out and throw my marriage away today. I want to go out and waste my finances that God blessed me with. No one does that. I want to go waste my time. Nobody's, no, no Christian should say that. No, no spirit-led Christian should say that. 
And the, the spirit, he goes, this, he goes you, you don't want to do the opposite of that. The spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. Thank you, God. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you're not free to carry out your good intentions. He's like, your intentions like, are bad. They're really not that good. But when you are directed by the spirit, you're not under the obligation to the law of Moses. I was reading somewhere recently that the laws are meant to be, laws are, laws are a lot of weight to carry. We find ourselves more and more and more and more breaking laws. And Jesus knew that. That's why Jesus gives us grace. Because he's like, because law, you're, you're going to mess that up. You, you, when, you're, when there's law, you want to fight that. You want to push against that. You want, you want to, but when you, have, when, you have, when you have grace, there's freedom with, there's freedom with that. Like, I'm free. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Like, there is a freedom that comes with grace. There is a pressure that comes with law. And unfortunately, a lot of us in here today, we like law. Some of you guys are like, if I say, hey, here's 10 things to do this week, and you're going to be a good Christian. You'd be like, okay, cool. And Jesus is like, no, go out and love me, love people, live by the Spirit. God bless you. Mic drop. That's what he tells us to do. The Apostle Paul says, hey, if you could follow me, you can quit being your old you. And I hope you've lived long enough to realize, and maybe you haven't, you're like, the— some of you guys, you haven't experienced the new you yet, so you're like, why do I need the new me? The old me is pretty good. Like, no, there's a better, there's a better version. When I, when I coach married couples, I'm like, okay, I want you to fill out this personality profile test. And, and one, one lady someone to me, she goes, now, is this who I, is this who I really am or is this who I wish I, wish I was? <laughs> like, no, that's really you. So he says here in this passage of scripture, he goes, verse, 19, verse 18, but when you are directed by the Spirit, you're, under the, you're, under, you're not under the obligation by the law of Moses. There's so much there. Verse 19 says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Here's what you guys do when you don't follow the Spirit. Here's what West Beecham does. Sexual morality, impurity, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery. Saw some of y'all ro- rolling here on a, on a broom today. <laughs> Figuratively speaking, not literally. I just think if, you have, if you're a Christian, you gotta have joy in your face. You should want to be part of things that God's doing. Some of you are walking like this. Here again. <laughs> no, it should be like, man, we're here again. We're going to worship the risen Savior. Nothing can stand against. What a powerful name it is. Like, that's a name that's worth, worth celebrating. Building some walls, that should excite somebody. It excited you when you built your home. Why can't you be excited about building the kingdom of God? says one of our core values is we are encouragers. <laughs> I want to encourage us to do the right thing. Hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. <laughs> like I'm just going, the God's like, All right, I'm going to throw these out there specifically, and then I'm going to throw a blanket out there. Let me tell you again, as I have told you before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Get saved, go to heaven. I get it. But get saved, there should be life change. And then that, all that life change happens, and then one day is heaven. We think sometimes, Ryan says this to our kids, our youth group kids, like the goal is not to get, the get, to, to get salvation so you can get, get out of hell free card. Salvation is so you can have a transformed life while you're on this earth. Heaven is just extra. I'm, I'm so glad I don't get Jesus when I get to heaven. I get Jesus when I, when I walked in here this morning, when I wake up on Monday, when I wake, I get Jesus 24-7. Yeah. 
all day, every day. Like, I'm so thankful for that. So here's what he says. But here's what, but if you, that's, that's the old nature. Verse 22 says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. I like that. There's no law against these things. I'm in a group with, um, in, a, in, a, in a men's group with Abel on Thursday night, and he was talking about these things. Spirit-led people, that's, that's what spirit-led people look like. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. That's who I want to roll with. Me. I want to roll with, I want to be that kind of person. I've learned this, healthy me equals healthy we. I want to be that kind of person. So those people that I'm going to roll with, like, man, he just, he, he, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, like fruits of spirit. Yeah, trying to, my best. Am I perfect all the time? No. But that's my goal. My goal is progress. He says here in this passage of scripture, verse 24. I love this. This is this last verse. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed, their, nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. Wow. Those of you guys that are visual people, if you didn't catch that visual, I can't help you. I got nothing for that. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed their passion. They literally have taken the, nail, the cross, they've taken a hammer, they've taken the nails, and they've nailed their sinful passions to the cross. So I've told you guys before, a lot of times I wake up really early. When I wake up really, really early, God's helping me nail my sinful desires to the cross. When I'm in my car, I try to put as much, much Christ-centered stuff in me because I am a, a bag of sin. And the more I put the good stuff in, the more the other stuff leaves me. Just being honest today, if that's okay with you. I, you're, my default is sinful desires, but Jesus says, the, the, but I realize the more I'm in this, I told our team, I told our dream of the next steps class this week that you'll never be sinless, but hopefully the longer you're in this, you can sin less. Hopefully those, the, the addictions, the strongholds, all those things. If you need motivation to leave some of the sinful desires of your life, there's a generation that's dying for you too. Diane and I have said this all the way through the, this church. Like we want to break sins. We want to break some generational things in our lives so our kids don't have to break those chains. The things that you don't fix, by the way, all you're doing is sweeping it underneath the, your, your kid's front door, and they're going to have to deal with it later. I want to fix that now. Marriage hasn't been a success story in, in my family. Divorce, 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 affair, 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 adultery, adultery, adultery. I'm trying to break that. I'm trying to break that. I don't want my kids to have to break it. I, when I, I'm very, I, I have the Holy Spirit. I can, he can help me break it. I'm just going to allow him to help me break it so my kids don't have to. Because what if they can't? That's a reason why if you want to, if you need a reason why. Building wealth, teaching generosity. I'm doing that now so my kids don't have to figure it out. I want to teach them. Now, can I give you a couple things that will help you? I, I hope this, these are simple. This is, next week's going to be awesome. Hope you come back next week. And we've talked about serving. We've talked about giving. Those things are just byproducts of what I'm talking about today. Here's, here's a couple things. Here's what I hope you can say. I hope you can say this. I'm in the spirit. That's, where I'm, that's how I'm going to roll. I'm just going to roll in the spirit. I'm just going to lead. I'm going to lead a life of being in the spirit. There's a song we used to sing. Where you go, I'll go. What you say, I'll say. I, I hope that we can just be, I'm in the spirit. I'm just going to follow the spirit. I hope you, some guy prayed the other day, one of my groups, I'm just going to pray in the spirit. I like that. Holy, dear Holy Spirit, lead me, guide me. I want to be I'm in the spirit. I'm in this, I want to be in the spirit. Like, and you're like, well, that sounds weird to me. I got one for you. If that one's weird for you, we'll get there. Let's just start with this. I want you to say this. I'm in Christ. <laughs> I'll just be in Christ. 
Galatians chapter, or 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, you're good. If you're in Christ, you're, good, you're doing good. There are a lot of people who are not in Christ. There are a lot of people who are in the Spirit, and that's not working out too well for them. You guys, I get the 911 calls all week long. I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm doing you a favor. I'm, I'm helping your marriage. If you get in the Spirit and you get it in Christ, that's going to help your marriage down the road. This doesn't, we don't, we don't work well together. We work really, really well together in the Spirit and in Christ. Me, apart from that, is a train wreck. Disaster. Miserable. I mean, it's not that bad. She kept on nodding her head. I could just feel it. I could feel the presence. I want to feel the presence of the Lord, not the presence of Diana nodding her head. You know what I'm saying? In Christ, in the Spirit. And I want to end with this. I'm going to invite the guys to come up. Our identity, our identity in Christ and the Spirit is for the sake of making known His identity. Can people tell by your identity? Can they tell that you're made in His image? I don't know. What I love about this church is, what Whitney loves about this church, what a lot of you love, non, no, no judgment. I'm here today to tell you I'm trying to I'm my hands are, I'm just trying to be surrendered. I'm just, I'm just doing my best to be in the spirit. I get discouraged. I get frustrated. And I just go, hey, God, I just want to, I just want to, I want to be in the, I just want to be in your presence. I want to be in the, I want to be in the, I want to be in Christ. I'm going to be in, I'm a new creature. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. That person drives me crazy. I just want to be in the spirit. I want to be in Christ. I want to be, I want to be free of all that. I want to live a surrendered life. God, my, my stuff it's yours, God, because I'm in you. And I, when you're in Christ, you know that everything, everything belongs to Jesus. You just know that. When God has all your stuff, then he, he, has, he, has, he has complete control. I want to be, be surrendered. God, I want to sing these songs. I don't want to sing these songs. I want to live these songs and the Spirit in Christ. I want, my, I want my identity to point to Jesus' identity. I don't want to limp through this life, God. I want to be surrendered I want to be in you. I want to be. And when I do, and when we do, people are like, wow, I want to be a part of that. Like that, whatever that is, that looks, that looks good. When I go to restaurants, I usually pick my meal on the way to my seat. Anybody do that with me? I just look at, thank you. Those are all, all the people, they're all visual learners. <laughs> I'm like, that looks good. That does not look good. That looks good. That does not look good. And I just, that's how I pick my meal. Then when I sit down, I say, man, what was that guy down there having? I'll have one of those. That's, that's, I, that's how I do it most times. Not Chipotle. It's easier. You just, you, you just go pick it out. I mean, it's different. It's a, whole, it's a whole different process, Diana. If I go to a nice restaurant, like a nice one like Texas Roadhouse, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pastor appreciation's coming. I'm just trying to set things up a little bit. Doesn't take much. Doesn't need that nice of a gift. <laughs> 33 gift cards to Texas Roadhouse. If he thinks it's nice, let's roll with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm sorry, Kelly, if I'm embarrassing you, but um, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, um, I want my identity to be in Christ and in the Spirit so that the world will see that and they will know. The Bible says they will know you by your fruits. So we're going to end our time together in communion. And um, we're going to take communion together. I don't know of anything that's going to get your heart right. If you don't have communion, it's okay. We're going to try something very Pentecostal right now. It's going to be awesome. If you don't have one, just raise your hand really quick. We're going to bring them to you if you don't, if you don't have one.
Some of you guys are like, I will not be Pentecostal. Your hands are like, you're like locked on your seat. Right here, she, you get communion, you get communion. On the front row, anybody else? Yes. Midway through here. We don't want to, this is your moment for communion, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you coming still right here? I mean, one for Mark up here. Your pa- did you get for one? You're passing mine on the left right there. She needs one. Hey, if you're visiting for the first time, well, you know, we love you. And like, we're cheering for you and we're rooting for you. And um, if you're n- new to Jesus and you're new to church, we're glad you're here. Here's what we, we need you to know. And maybe if you've been coming for a long time, you know this as well. This right here is going to, we're going to, the Bible says you do this communion to remember what Christ has done for you. So whenever I talked about nailing your, nailing your, your sinful desires to the cross, and you're like, I have no idea what he's talking about. This is what I'm talking about. The blood of Jesus, the body of Jesus was broken and poured out for your sins and for my sins. And because of that, we now have connection with Jesus. And one day we'll get to be in heaven with Jesus. Also, if you've, if you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, when you place your faith in Jesus Christ at that moment, the Holy Spirit moves inside of you. Some of you guys are operating without the Holy Spirit because you didn't even know the Holy Spirit was inside of you. I want to let you know he's in there. He wants to start moving. He wants to start stirring up in your life. He wants you to, he, he's already in you. He wants you to be in him and in his word and in Christ and the spirit. So he's asking for that. So this right here, if you've, if you've never placed your faith in Jesus Christ before you take this bread and this blood, you just gotta take a moment where you're at and say, hey God, I know for sure that I've missed the mark. We call that word, the Bible word for that is the word sin. God, I've missed the mark. You have to admit that. You have to admit you've done wrong. And then you have to believe. We, we always say it's the ABCs. Letter A is admit that you've done wrong. Letter B is believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross. He rose again. Three days later, he's ruling and reigning victoriously. You have to believe that. A lot of people believe that he died. The problem is with the resurrection. I'm here today to tell you that there was over 500 eyewitnesses. That would stand up in any court. But for some reason, for the Son of Man, it doesn't stand up. Over 500 men and women saw the resurrected Jesus. That's plenty. One or two, 10, 20, maybe not enough. 100, I'm sold. 200, 300, 400, 500, plenty, 500. Historically, he was a man. Scientifically, he, I mean, he, he lived. He, he, moved. he never, ever sinned. The men and women that saw them recorded that. So he's a perfect, spotless son of God. That's him. He did all, he went to the cross and rose again. For, not for himself, he was good. He didn't need it. For you and for me. You were far from him. And he came and brought you close to him. He did that for you, did it for me. So thankful for that. And so, and so you have to admit you done wrong. You have to believe that he did that. And then let her see is you have to commit your life to him. Confess your sins. Say, God, I know I'm a sinner. I'm a screw up. The guy that we read from today, he said that. He's like, hey, I'm the worst sinner. Apostle Paul, I'm the worst sinner. But I, I, want, to do, I want to follow you, Jesus. The guy that wrote what we read today, by the way, he, his job before he got saved and became a pastor, missionary, his job before that was to kill Christians. In the powerful name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus changed his life in one moment. And from that one moment, everything went different. It went different. So if you're here today, you say, hey, Pastor West, I've never, I've never invited, this is, this is your moment to do that. I'm going to invite you to bow your head and close your eyes. If you've never asked Jesus to save, you'd say, here's your moment. You'd say, dear Jesus, I admit that I've done wrong. I believe today that you died and you rose again for my sins. Today, Jesus, I'm committing my life to you. I'm confessing all my sins. 
I'm, I'm in with you, Jesus, from now on. Please forgive me. Please change me. Please make me new. I wonder why your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. No one's looking around. I wonder if anybody would say, hey, Pastor West, today for the first time in my life, I invited Jesus to save me. You just shoot your hand up real quick. You like that today? Pastor West, I've never heard it explained like that before. I gave my life to Christ. Anybody like that all across the way today? Hey, if you're here today and you've, you, you're a Christian, saved, sanctified, we're going to take communion together. Would you take a moment right behind me and say, Jesus, would you just clear my heart, God? Would you confess, if you're here today, would you confess again that he is Lord? Would you, maybe you got some, some bitterness and some angerness, some frustration. I know that's in here because it's hard to get rid of that. If that's you right now, would you say, God, would you take that crud out of my life? Would you take that stuff out that doesn't need to be there? Because I want to be in the spirit. And I don't want anything, I don't want anything fighting the spirit, God, especially my sinful nature. I don't want anything fighting me being in you, God. Just tell him that today. And I promise you, the Bible says that if you ask him, you will receive. If you ask God for anything that's going to make you closer to him, I guarantee you he's going to say yes to that. Jesus, we love you. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.